There's never been a more divide between the races, and there's never been a more divide between the haves and the have-nots. Justin, does the world now hate successful men? By and largely, I, I think that they get painted in a bad light. But I think what people miss is the fact that without successful men, the world does not go around. The buildings that we're in, the streets we drive down, the phones that we use every day were invented, built, and generally maintained by successful men. So as much as people seem to want to say that the guys that are doing quite well, let's say the 1%, have an unfair advantage, I think that they don't remember that most successful men come from little to nothing. It's very rare that a father builds something, hands it down, and that, that young man makes it, makes it run. And have you ever heard the quote, um, the first generation builds it, the second one grows it, which I still think is very rare, and the third one blows it. Mm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So in, in most situations, millionaires are self-made. Mm. And without them and without the innovation and the atmosphere for innovation and promoting innovation and promoting men wanting to be successful, I think that in a lot of ways, the evolution of technology and making the world a better place could be, in a lot of ways, kind of suppressed. And I don't think that's good for anyone. So I do think that it's happening now currently, but I think it's always happened. I think the Fox has always been, you know, getting yelled at by the rabbit, if mm. you will. Mm. You know, it's just like, it's just kind of a primal thing where they're going to try to team up against the, the, the one that's strong enough to, to make the world better, you know, and kind of revolt a bit. I mean, we we're just talking about employees a minute ago and how sometimes, you know, you can't make them happy even though you're giving them a job. So when it comes to successful men, you know, they're inventing things, they're making the world better, and people are going to bark, 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 but often they don't get thanked for the work that they do. And that's a shame, but at the same time, it's probably human nature. Mm. So when you say these successful men are maybe getting painted in a bad light, what is that bad light? I would say that people feel like it's unfair. You know, if you look at people like Trump, and they say he makes all this money, but he doesn't want to show his tax returns, right? It's probably because he doesn't pay the same percentage that a normal person pays in taxes. And is that fair? No, it may not be fair, but it's also the rules. So I always say get mad or play ball. So it's more or less people complaining than taking action in their life. And it's much easier to paint somebody out to be a villain when you're not taking action in your life than it is to take responsibility and just read the tax code. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So for me, I... I think to be a high level man and to be like a 1% guy, a guy that's going to own a bunch of real estate like you do, like I do, have big businesses, real employees. I think you have to be able to take, take a lot of that and put it on your shoulders and be able to walk with it and not mm. let it affect you, not let it change your life in any way. Just do what you have to do to win and then take care of the people you love and make sure the product that you're putting out is actually helpful to people regardless of the fact that they're probably going to try to shit on you in some way. Mm. So that's my view on it. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because you say it's probably always been like that and it probably has but to me it just feels like it's been more since lockdown. I what do you think? I don't think there's been as much, I don't think ever in my life personally there's ever been more hate in the world than when COVID started mm. or 
you might have to bleep that one. Yeah. But since since the start of that, and, and I think what's... I mean, happened, just you, sorry to jump in, Justin, just you saying you might have to bleep out that word just says so much. It's a joke, it? right? <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute joke. Yeah. Is free speech is absolutely gone. There's never been a more divide between men and women. There's never been a more divide between the races. And there's never been a more divide between the haves and the have-nots. And those things create like revolts. Mm. If you watch Ray Dalio's video, The Changing World Order. I love I, a bit of Ray. Yeah, I love bro, a bit of Ray. Bro, yeah. Two videos that I watch once a quarter is Changing World Order and how the economic machine works. Now, as I do not believe China is going to take the reserve currency in our lifetime, I don't think that's going to happen. I think America still has the biggest stick in the Western world has the biggest stick. Yeah, it'll happen one day, though. America will uh, yeah, lose it one yeah, day. It will, they yeah. will lose it one day. Evolution. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen in the next couple of years. No. The way people are saying. I, yeah. I just think that America's military is too strong. Let's say BRICS would have to get just humongous somehow. Um, from what I understand, what China's doing in Africa, and correct me if you know something I don't, it, the people in Africa don't want to take that that currency. They want they still want the dollar, mm. as I understand. And this is from conversations I've had with other people that yeah. are kind of in the space. I don't think that's going to happen. But... In regards to hate and the divide and the things that are happening, just like right now with Trump, when have we ever gone after a president? You know, like, is Trump the only one that's ever done anything? I mean, like, Hillary literally deleted emails, man. She didn't get indicted. Mm. So I just I just feel, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there's ever been more of a divide than there is right now. Mm. And an easy outlet for people that are not intelligent to speak on platforms and that those platforms are actually part of big government. So in, I want to say it was somewhere in South America or, or, I think it was South America or, you know, just below Mexico, I can't remember, but the Banana Republic, the story of how Chiquita got so big, it kind of just took over the country. Well, you could say that these things happen with the Facebooks, the, the Twitters, the like well, Meta, has truly geopolitical power they, where they can mute people. That's unheard of. That, I mean, and it's right there in our face, and we're seeing it, and there's speculation about it, but nobody can really you know, do much about it because Zuck and, let's say, the left have control over how, how those things are happening. I think Elon Musk buying Twitter was one of the most impactful things in humanity. Yeah, I really do, and I know that might sound like it's over the that top. That got me back on Twitter. I yeah. wouldn't go on it before. Oh, that. absolutely, yeah. and I, yeah. I wasn't either. And and, and I think he's an absolute hero for doing it because he didn't have to step in that way. And he takes a lot of risk in doing so, mm. in my opinion. So hopefully, you know, we'll go through, I think what will happen is that we'll go through some kind of bad period where it gets really ugly. Maybe, maybe we're in it right now. I hope so. I hope this is as bad as it gets. And for that reason, there'll be change. And it always takes some kind of huge, impactful thing to be changed. I hope with all of this inflation and all this printing money and all these things, I hope that they're not setting us up for that change. I hope that we can get in a position where we stop saying dumb shit like defund the police. Because the worst thing that could happen, in my opinion, particularly in America, as an American, is the crime get even more out of control and even less power in the hands of the people that used to protect us. And we get to this point where people don't feel safe anymore and then the government steps in and says, okay, I'll save you but let's go to this digital currency and everything in your bank account, forget about that, we gotta start over. Or some kind of, you know, 9-11 type financial situation or 
like worse in 2008. I, th I think that if we stay away from that and if we can get in a Republican in the White House, we got a shot. Mm. And I'll take any Republican at this point. Mm. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it. Mm. I've got this theory about um, this such divisiveness in society. And I think it comes from being an entrepreneur. So um, as an entrepreneur, I like to stay busy. If I don't right. stay busy, I generally tend to fuck things up, mess with things, get distracted. So if I'm busy on a meaningful mission, I'm making a difference. And I think if many humans, let's just say especially the left, but or people who lost their jobs or people who didn't have much to do in lockdown, if they got busy doing something meaningful, they wouldn't have time to hate and argue and create divisiveness and think that their opinion matters and right. you know, chuck work, it on other it? people. Sorry? That would take work, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it would. They'd have Meaningful work. work. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 work. Right. Exactly. Work. And so, yeah. that, and, that, and so that's a big problem too. And, and, and not, to, not to shit on my country, but I think there's some laws in place in America that are absolute horseshit. Like? Like, I don't know, free, free food, uh, Section 8 housing for people that are able-bodied and yeah. can work, um, cash flowing off of having children out of wed wedlock. So you basically know? disincentivizing work. Oh, they're disincentivizing work yeah. in every way, and, yeah. and the nuclear family. And I kind of have a theory on that, the, the divide between men and women and the way the child support laws work and how the men get hammered and have to go to work even more. And I, I think that the divide between men and women, especially some of this tech stuff and freezing your eggs and all this nonsense, I think, I think the government looks at it and they say, okay, well, there's enough technology now that women can really really help in the workforce. And women are smart, man. I'm not going to ever shit on women. women. Women are a huge part of my companies. So I'm going to be really clear about that. But I think having women work just means more tax money for the government. So if we break up the nuclear home and we inflate things where the man can't go to work, have a job, be a carpenter, let's say, and he's still the hero of the house because he takes care of the family, now there's this divide. He's not the man in the house, but what does the government get? Now they get boom. They break that nuclear family apart. Now you have two taxpayers. So mm. it's, a, it's a really tri tricky situation, a tricky slope. I think losing the nuclear family as a whole, which has very clearly happened, you know, uh, is very dangerous for society. And it's creating promiscuity in women. And it's creating situations where men don't want to commit. And by and largely, I think that's going to be a problem. Because it's not me and you. It's not the 1% that I'm looking at when I'm thinking about this. It's like the rest of the world and their happiness, because if they're not happy, they come after guys like me and you. Mm. And, and that's, that's when things get ugly. Mm. I've been trying to work out where this work ethic has gone, because the work ethic in the UK is getting worse and worse and worse. It's embarrassing. Like if you think of the work ethic in China, it's m much better. And I imagine a lot of the world look at the UK and think, you lazy, bastards you've just got everything and like why do people not understand if we want to sort the economy out we need to get back to work create valuable products and services hire people build things why do they not understand if they want to feel good about themselves and lose weight and start making money they need to get out there and work what where's this work ethic gone i mean i know i'm sounding like an old bastard but where's yeah, no, it no, fucking it. gone i i think it man i just thank god i was born in the 80s bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i got my ass whipped by my parents yeah. physically <laughs> I got in fights at school, fist fights, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, 
I actually think it's, it's something of the time. So, you know, a lot of times older guys, they look back at the generation right behind them mm. and they judge them, mm. right? And I try my best not to do that. Mm. I want to believe that if I was born in 95 instead of 85, that I'd still be working my ass off. And I think that what we're doing in the war room in the real world is a testament to that. We got kids making more money than their teachers and they're 15, right? Mm. At the same time, it's us, the 80s babies, telling them, hey, this is how it is. This, we're like stepping in as dads almost in a lot of ways, like Tate, what you're doing, Sterling, Satorial, Tristan, you know, every, what we're doing is putting a little bit of the 80s into these, into these guys that really wanna win, and we're saying, hey, there's a scoreboard in life. Hello, there's a scoreboard, wake up. Some people don't wanna wake up to that. They would rather take the easy route, do the video games, or have people feel bad for them, or do, you know, do some kind of thing where they say fat is beautiful, all this bullshit that's just gonna leave them unhappy and broken. So. What I think's happened to it is every generation has a new set of opportunities, but those opportunities create a new set of problems. Mm. So they have an opportunity to connect with the world via the internet. I didn't have that growing up, especially in my adolescence. I didn't get Facebook to my, my freshman year of college. And so I didn't have that opportunity that created that problem. The grassroots of who I am as far as work ethic and playing sports or doing compass, whatever I was doing was already instilled into me. I was told this from an early age. They're not hearing it. First of all, they're getting raised by single mothers, which are gonna lead with emotion and feelings. Whereas if a father is in the house, if a father's around, they have a hero to look up to, they have Rambo to look up to, they have John Claude, whoever, right? There's no more superheroes anymore. For God's sake, some of the superheroes now are like women. And it's not that I'm shitting on women, it's not the same effect on a young man. And I don't think it's fair to sit here and act like the world is not invented, built, and maintained by men. You know, And it is in pursuit of women. So when you have women acting like men, and men are like, okay, well what's the fucking point? Because I have to become a massive millionaire to even surpass a girl I wanna date. Because if we're making the same amount of money because she works at some tech company, or more than me, she's not even gonna respect me. And I think that's very true. So I think some guys get depressed and quit. I do think that's as old as time. One thing I'll tell you is I've noticed, just I did 15 countries last year, and I didn't start traveling the world until I would say 34. I've noticed that there's a 1% everywhere. You know, I can walk down the street in London and I'll see some guys that are just bums, right? And then I'll see a dude pass me in a Lambo. I'll go to South America, and I'll, I'll see guys that are like, those guys should be working right now. It's Tuesday at nine o'clock. They should be working. And then I'll see a guy in a G-Wagon. And then Dubai, and you know, all these different places. You know, and, and what I've learned is like humans are humans and 1% is 1% everywhere. The workers are gonna work and the other people are gonna probably just kind of live off of the, the things that the successful people created. And I think what's going on now is that there's an economy of people that have all these new opportunities on the internet and they don't know what real work looks like. Do you think they've had it too easy then? Because I do, yeah. but I think it's a situational thing. Because it's not always, you can't blame someone who's been raised well that they've had it easy. It's not their fault in some but ways. But it's often it? a handicap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if you, I always, always put like, I do the lion in the zoo kind of thing, the analogy. If you were born into the zoo into captivity and they fed you every day of your life and you became an adult lion, and they had to close the zoo and they kicked you out into the jungle. You don't know how to hunt. And I would say on the macro for society, they've been born in the mm -hmm. zoo. It's kind of like that 80 year cycle where they talk about good times, 
yeah. create weak men, yeah. weak men create bad times, bad times create strong men. I think we're probably in that bad times create strong men portion where yeah. things are coming really well and it'll take some kind of cladical mis- mm. event. Yeah, because we've had, we've had decades of good times, really, haven't we? We really have. No wars, good economies, low right. interest rates. Right. I mean, people like, are shocked now interest rates are where they are. Like, it's normal to be a 0.5. And, and people are forgetting that in 1981, it was at like 18%. Yeah. You know, it's very cyclical. And so that's why, that's the real reason I look at history so much is like, when you, when you watch channels that go over geopolitics, and then you, you take those channels. I was just talking to a kid in the war room about that. He wanted a little guidance. Like, what do you study? And I told him, I said, I study geopolitics and history, long-term, short-term debt cycle, and how those two things kind of interact with each other, politics, um, debt cycle, and economies. And you kind of start to piece those things together. And you can see, hey, even though the, the, hey, the interest rate might go up even more. Okay, fine. It will eventually go down and level out. But we're also going to print more money. We're going to charge more rent to get to our, our net operating income on the properties, right? So we're, we'll get purchase price, rent, NOI, and then we'll do debt service. But in every environment, winners are going to win. I often say, I don't give a fuck who the president is. You, they could put anybody in the White House. I'm going to win. Winners win in every environment. Like I truly do not. You could put Kamala Harris in there tomorrow, I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to get up and go to work. Winners win every day. But losers will pay attention to who the president is and complain and self-check themselves out of a game that they could have won if they would have just got the fucking work. Mm. And that's a shame. But do I think it's the people themselves? No, I think that in, in, a, in a macro scenario, these kids were born in the zoo. Mm. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know what real work looks like. They've been told their whole life they're enough and that they need to, you know, be pampered to. And that's just not the truth of the world. And as, as much as I enjoy fulfilling um, and helping young men, I'm okay with their still being a 1%. Let them be losers. They can work for me and you, bro, you know, if they don't want it. And I'll give them a good job and they'll have a good income. And hopefully, you know, if they, if they want to snap out of it and work harder, I'll find a way to bonus them. Mm. What else can you do? Mm. Yeah, because I sometimes think this is the law of nature. Like ima- imagine you run a martial arts school. How many people come to one class and never come back? Most. most. How many people get to white belt? White belt next most. How many people get to black belt? The least. The one percent. So the black belts are the one percent. You look at any sports. Um, it's the one percent who who are the best. So it's a law of nature. But if it's a law of nature, we can observe it. And surely it's actually not that difficult to be in the top 1%. Just work harder, get up earlier, do something that you're passionate about, find um, a way to be valuable to people, keep going, never give up, you know, manage your up and down emotions. We've all got access to all this information, haven't we? Right. Absolutely. And you know the difference between like a one percenter and a person that's just a normal person. They have up and downs like this that kind of go linear, right? One percenter just has ups and downs that go like this, you know. And you only need to change that trajectory one percent. If you change that one percent, yeah. yeah. So it's like over the, ten years, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's that whole example of like if you left New York City on a way on the way to L.A. and you change the flight trajectory just one or two percent, you'd end up in San, um, what is it? What is it? San, uh, San Fran? Some some yeah. other yeah. yeah no, yeah. You end up in North yeah. California, not not in South California. Yeah. Just by that little bitty percent on that trajectory. Yeah. 
And what happens is people get really short-sighted. So they zoom into that chart of their life, the up and down, and all they see is down right now. But if, but if they work really, really hard, they, they can change the trajectory just a little bit. And they look up after a few years and like, oh, fuck, I'm going to land in San Francisco. Mm. You know, I'm going to be in a higher place. Uh, I was just I just made a message in the war room to a guy um, after I paid my dad's house off. He's like, I had this goal. I didn't hit it or whatever. I said, don't worry. I said, there's been many periods in my life that I've had internal growth, which was this work, 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 work. No results, but I'm a little bit better. Mm. Work, 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 work. No results, but I'm a little bit better. Work, 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 work. No results. I'm a little bit better. Work. Boom. Just got paid. I just got paid. <laughs> and it looks like overnight success. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Mm. It happened in a year. No, bro. It doesn't. Because if you do all those things, even if nothing happens and you know you're doing the right thing and you're on track, overnight success becomes this easy thing because you were internally growing and then the bubble popped. And then, boom, it looks like, it looks like you were doing it all along. Mm. And I think a lot of people, they can't push gratitude down the road. That was something we were taught in the 80s. I feel like 80s, 90s, right? You mean de delaying gratification? Yeah, delayed yeah. gratification. That, that's mm. a muscle I think that a young man right now doesn't normally have. Because it's too easy to get too many things straight away. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a dangerous thing. So you look at like some of these crypto guys or some of these guys that figure out online business, smart, intelligent guys, but they're, get, they're getting rich like 22, 23. And I'm not mad at them. No. I, I'll tell you right now, if I had the opportunity that these young men had, like in the real world, mm. And they can go learn from a millionaire directly exactly how to do something and make money right there. And they got 15, 20 other guys in the chat room right now saying, I had that same problem yesterday. I did this and I made a sale. Bro, I'd have been all over that shit. Believe me. What's scary about that is that kid ends up getting a Lambo and he skips the gym. He, he skips the sparring or he skips, you know, spending the time like working on himself internally. So. In addition to money, you have to work on all those areas of your life because you can fill up the money bucket. You can be a rich dude, but you're a slob, yeah. right? Well, you, and that money can exaggerate all those weak all traits those other you ones. have right, exactly. within you. Yeah. And it makes you really hollow. I always say there's buckets and all of them can fill up. So you could be super in shape, body like just ready to go on stage all the time, but be broke or not have worked on yourself intellectually, not understand the world, not, not work on your fashion or your sense of how to deal with a person, shake a hand, look somebody in the eye, the things that really matter. Because a high level man, a guy like you, a guy like Satorial, a guy like Andrew, Tristan, they're gonna know if you're not making proper eye contact, shaking hands the right way. They're gonna see that brittleness inside, inside of here because they've been through it. And I think that's very risky for a young man as well. In a world where you can make a lot of money really fast, you can skip a lot of things that are yeah. gonna be foundationally important to your development as a, as a person. Yeah, you didn't learn who you needed to become to manage that money. Right, right. Because you can't just, I mean, people always win lotteries or get given inheritances and nearly always go bust. Because yep. the money without the lessons and the sweat and the muscle tissue right. built to handle it can just be a curse. Absolutely. And, and it can, can kind of expose your life in a lot of ways is sometimes, sometimes those people, many times the, the lottery winners end up losing it in two or three Nearly years. all the ways. Always. I, I did research yes. for my book on money. In nearly all cases, they are worst off and within two or three years right. because they don't know what to do with the money. Right. And people will do with the money what they've always done with the money. So you give <laughs> well, them more money, they'll just exaggerate their flaws. Absolutely, I, I completely agree with you. In fact, it's one of my biggest fears. 
in, in the last month and a half, I've bought 147 doors. Actually, that's not true. In the last quarter, I've done it. And that is simply my fear of being that guy that made a bunch of money once and then blew it. Mm. You know, um, I just don't want that in my life. I have a great nah. lifestyle, but I am shoving money into real estate, as mm. are you. Mm. And that's the rich no matter what money. You know, and, and, it's the, and it's the things, it's like my whole life I dreamed of having real estate. It's just... There was no internet, so I built steel buildings for over a decade, I'm 13 years uh, last month. And that's a hard business. I didn't have the real world or Hustlers University or any shit like that. So um, that wasn't an option for me. So like we made it, we bootstrapped it, right? Mm. It's the only way we knew. Mm. And, and now that money's coming in from that vehicle, I'll be damned if I spend it all on bullshit. Mm. Now, I have a very nice life. But it, at least I know to diversify and shove just big chunks into cash flow and real estate, much like you're doing, because I want to make for damn sure in 15 years, those properties are paying me and paying me well. Mm. You know, So building a machine and understanding what it takes to build a real business in the real world, I think is still a very important skill. Mm. I believe that any, any person that has to go through managing people, you know, we're talking about you have 110 employees. People don't comprehend just how difficult that can be on a daily basis. Dealing with the interaction, not just with the employee, the employee's wife that wants him to get a raise that comes into your office, the, the excuses they have, the sick children, you know, the, the bonus they need because they have a bad credit score or a raise they need because they have a bad credit score and can't, can't buy their wife a car, or just all the things that they bring to you that are and most oftentimes personal, in my case, in construction. Mm -hmm. And you have to navigate through that, help the right people, Tell the, you know, let the wrong people go, try to build people up, hope they don't snake you and leave. I mean, there's a lot to it, but it's very character building. Mm. And it creates this, in my opinion, un, like you're able to see patterns after dealing with enough employees that you know who to hire and who not to, or who to really invest in and who not to. And I think a guy that if he gets it too quickly, he's not going to know. Mm. And that's one of those other things, like he didn't build the muscle, so he gets wrecked. Yeah. And then he lives this bitter life blaming this other person when if he had gone through enough reps of building that business slow or building himself slow. Because I completely agree with you. It takes going through the inner changes to be in a position to really fly that plane, mm. you know, particularly in a business. Mm. You know, when it happens just boom overnight or if it's a crypto pump, that's when it that's yeah. when it's like, oh, shit, I'm up here at 30,000 feet. I don't know how to drive this thing. Mm. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. It's weird because, like you, if I could have got into crypto at 21, I'd have been all Fuck over yeah. it. I wouldn't be going, oh, no, I better not get into this because it's a bit too early for yeah, me and yeah, I haven't yeah. earned my stripes yet. Yeah. I'll yeah. wait I 10 years. I would have done it. I would have took the paper, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's not even their fault. And they, might, and they might be listening to us thinking, listen to these 1980s babies telling us what to do. They don't know shit. No, but you know what's really funny is I've met, I've met a bunch of these dudes and they've hit crypto pumps. But they'll come to me on the side and be like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, I appreciate those type guys, mm. you know, that will, they're like, look, they might not flat out say it, but they'll ask you something in confidence. Like, hey, I got this going on. What, what would you do? Like, yeah. I have some big influencers that are young guys that message me on the side and I'll spend time helping. Well, that's them. good that they do that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And, and I admire that about them. A lot and of that's them why I continue do to do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, there's one of them in particular, he's super famous. He'll message me about his girl situation. And dude, I'll never say his name, yeah. but I respect him because of that. Yeah. Because it's like, good for him, bro. Because 
I wouldn't be where I am without my mentors mm. and the yeah, people yeah. that helped me. One of the smartest things I ever did as a young man is shut the fuck up and listen to people that were successful. <laughs> you want to yeah. cheat code in life? Yeah. Hey, Mr. Rich Guy that did, does exactly what I do, will you show me some things and I'll just shut the fuck up? Dude, yeah. <laughs> you want a life hack? There it is. Yeah. End of show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I was talking to someone, again, I won't m- mention his name, but he's made a shit ton of money in crypto. And um, he says, I'm not, why would I bother investing in anything else? I make all my money in this. So um, if I take my money out of this, I'll just make a lower return. So I might as well just keep my, he said 100% of his net worth is in this one crypto. Don't like that. No, I don't like that. I don't but like he it it, Is it Bitcoin or ETH? Uh, I don't want. I don't want to give. You know, I, I respect yeah. privacy. I respect it too. I actually but, have quite a bit of that myself. Yeah, but but you don't have a hundred percent of that, do you? Because you wouldn't no. have a hundred percent of real estate. Because no. you wouldn't have a hundred percent of anything. No, a hundred percent is a, is way too Risk. is yeah, yeah. That's it's gambling, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's gambling. And look, I've met Richard Hart. Mm. He he was a pretty smart guy. He seemed to be a straight shooter. He was arrogant, but as he should be. You know what I'm saying? But he was cool also. Like, he had swag. Mm. I'll give him that. Um, in fact, he was way cooler than I thought he'd be. Yeah. Way cooler. Because he came to my apartment. We did a show. Good guy. Mm. Um, but there's no way on earth, even Bitcoin itself, I would not do that with. No. Nah. There's no fucking way. And especially as an American, and I'm sure y'all's tax system is very close to ours. Y'all get um, cost segregation, depreciation on, on the properties? Uh, yeah, we, we there's various tax breaks. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and so, the, and, and yeah. that's... Where the young man, he comes into crypto and he sees all these guys getting super, super rich. The, look, the OG of the subscription-based model is real estate. Mm. There's all these subscription-based business models out here. The OG, the real OG, is real estate. Yeah, Subscribe yeah. to this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you get the tax breaks. Yeah. Because number one, it's a physical asset that's truly not going anywhere. You want to talk about blockchain? Mm. I believe in blockchain. But I also believe in this building we're in right Let's now. Let's see if it, blockchain's here in a thousand years. Yeah. Because property's been here for a thousand years. Yep. It's undefeated, bro, because yeah. it's human need. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it's at. So, like, healthcare. Yeah. Um, housing. Shelter. Water. Yeah. You know, food. Mm. Those are the things, you know. And I think that we also live in a world where how we pay people is actually unfair. For example, Instagram models make more than farmers. Fuck off. Mm. Like why is that? That's why, why don't nurses make anywhere near enough money? What's gone wrong with the world for that to be the case? What's enough money, right? If we wouldn't have got off the gold standard, would we be in this position? Mm. You know, When we did the Bretton Woods Agreement and everybody came to America after the war, right? And then Nixon comes in and is like, you know what? Fuck y'all. You know, we're going to protect the dollar and go off the gold standard. Well, if a, if a nurse makes 80 grand now... And we were still like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. We were just going boom, 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 boom. Mm. And we're sending 400 million to Ukraine. Look, I love my country. I think America's the GOAT. I get a lot of heat for that, but they are the best. Anybody wants to disagree, fucking scoreboard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, they have the reserve currency. So. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the game. And they right? didn't always have it. They and, got it. And yeah. the biggest military and, and pop culture. And honestly, we, we run the monetary world, in my opinion. Like, nobody can fuck mm. with America. Are we bullies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. But sometimes there's dirty boxing. Yeah. And those dudes win. Yeah. So, well, I can tell you this as a Brit as well. 95% of all the good business and personal development stuff and the mindset stuff and getting in your own head and managing your emotions and believing in something and growing it and scaling it has come from American mentors, not British mentors. Right. I, so I can, you know, I'm not sitting here saying America's the greatest. I don't know it as well as you. 
but Britain has got a culture of, oh, you're successful, fuck off, you know, look at you all cocky and arrogant, don't talk about money. And it's, it's not celebrated at all. Right. America's like that, is it, like on, on a very granular level, but I think on a macro level, there's still opportunity. It's just America's the, the biggest mob in the world, you know, so they're going to get paid. Mm. So it's like, what, how do you look at that exchange of value? I think that Dubai is probably one of the best cities because they have the most discipline and they don't put up on any bullshit and, there, and there's no, there's just no nonsense to be had. So I truly respect, you know, the UAE, not just Dubai, but the UAE as a whole. Uh, I, you can't say it's the best country though because it's really just a bunch of sand. Like, what's the GDP? Lambos? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of Lambos. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll take money. Get, I'll get paid in Lambos. Yeah, I'll, bro, <laughs> I'd love to, but I'll trade. I'll trade them in for dollars, and then try to put the dollars into real estate, maybe. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, a part of me too, maybe still wants to believe in Santa Claus. You know, I grew up in a world where, you know, GI Joe and veterans and believing in your country was the most beautiful thing on the planet, and be patriotic. And every part of me wants to believe that America. If they would get their shit together internally, internally mostly, if America gets their shit together, n- cannot be fucked with mm. in any way. So um, maybe but, I'm overly patriotic. Yeah. Well, you like myself study Ray Dalio and look back through history long enough, go forward through history. We have evolution. I mean, we had right. the British Empire, didn't we? Yeah, the, du- the Dutch lost yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. Look, man, I get it. I just don't think it's happening anytime soon. No. I don't. No, I don't. it takes decades. China's not yeah. in a position. China, China is in a horrible position mm. right now. They're losing all their workforce. They skipped a whole generation of having babies. They got, they're in a huge bubble themselves. They've got India, even though they're kind of in a deal with India, let's say with BRICS. India's emerging. Mm. You know, they've got a bunch of empty buildings in China. I, in, and if you, there's some, there's a Wendover production video that talks about, you know, why is China so big? And it breaks down all the parts of China and how those people really don't want to be a part of China. China's kind of bullying them into being China mm. and trying to, you know, force an agenda mm. onto them. But the truth is, at the end of the day, you could put China and Russia together and America whoop their ass. Mm. You know? Why do you travel so much then if you're a patriot, but you're all over the world? It, well, it's not about being a patriot. It's just about like looking at it for what it really is. And I, I do love my country. I want to love my, I, I want to. It's, it's kind of like that girl you want to love until she fucks up and then you'll leave her. That's how I feel about America. It's like, <laughs> I, guys, come on, man. I, I, want, I want to stay. Yeah. I want to be here. I want to be with you. It's just like an employee. You sit down. You say, hey, listen, I brought you here. I love you. I believe in you. You're fucking up. And I want to help you not fuck up. You're doing this, this, and this. And if you don't fix it, I got to let you go. And that's kind of how I feel about America. It's like, America, <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen, I love you so much, but we're fucking this up. Yeah. And I will take my talent and go somewhere else. Mm. You know, that's, and, and, and so me traveling the world is like, hey, I got, I got this foot over here. I just bought a house in Dubai. You know, I don't want to renounce, and I don't plan to, for mm. the record. But I need to get these things straight. We got mm. to get this straight. Like, you're not, you're not taking away my 1031 exchange. You're not gonna tax me on, on my property appreciating before I sell it. And if you do, I will take my shit and fucking leave. We're having the same thing in the UK. Yeah. And they're talking about taxing people's companies with paper increases in value. Exactly, that's exactly what I just, I mean. Fuck off, yeah. I will leave. I'll, first of all, I'll sell it all. Yeah. I'll liquidate and get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that the leaders of our nations 
don't understand that punishing all the entrepreneurs is the worst way to grow the economy. Meanwhile, Dubai is setting it up where it's like, hey, you want to come here? Yeah, I see all the adverts, even on Instagram. Bro, (laughs) and, 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 and that's the point. It's like, look, I love my country, but please don't fuck it up. But they are fucking it up. They are. They are. Is I this get legacy that. debt? I mean, imagine if you were running your country and you look at your country's balance sheet minus what is, is, is America 300 billion? UK's 31 billion. I think America's 300 billion, if I've got my numbers right. But how the fuck do you balance those books? I, I don't. I ask this question if you're the biggest bully in the schoolyard, you could owe everybody money. What the fuck are they going to do? Mm. That's the only thing that I can think of. The United States military can be at any location in 48 hours. You know, it, I mean, it is truly the biggest superpower ever to exist. Mm. Also the biggest bully. Mm. And so when I say we're the GOAT, it's, it's not because I'm proud of what we're doing. It's, it's just that scoreboard, mm. you know, and, and I do think that power matters. And like you heard here, Andrew say it, it's like it all really comes down to violence, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, he talked about that a load yeah. when on my show. He says everything two or three stages down is violence or the threat right. of violence. And there's that undertone, we got bases everywhere. Mm. Yeah, we left all that equipment. That's like discipline overseas. equals freedom, isn't it? Jocko Willing says that discipline equals discipline freedom. Is it's a paradox. Freedom. Yeah. And it's like it's the threat of violence equals peace. Discipline equals freedom. I'm a thousand percent with that. Mm. I'm a thousand percent with that. And I, I tell you, his buddy, Cameron Haynes, I just did Keep Hammering podcast. Cameron Haynes is a great example of that. That guy is disciplined. Like, keep hammering. That's a great name for a podcast. Oh, isn't he, it? He, oh, he's a great man. Keep too. Hammering. Shout out to Cameron Haynes, bro. One like one of my favorite people now. A uh, really great guy. Wonderful family. Great family man. Mm. Um, he's a bit older than us, bro, and just still running marathons and stuff, bro. He's mm. a fucking hero. That that's the kind of people, kind of man that people should look up to. Yeah. Because he worked for the water company for years and years and years in, in Oregon. And he finally got himself in a place through his like working hard on his bow. He's that's the he's also an example of a guy that took a side hustle all the way to the next level. He's he, dude, he's Michael Jordan bow hunting, right? Mm. And I go there, he picks me up in Joe Rogan's old truck. Joe Rogan gave him his truck. That's what kind of guy mm. this this guy is. Yeah. And it just completely wonderful. Had the whole thing scheduled out, a real pro, joking around with his staff. We were like calling each other names and stuff, bro. Just wholesome, wholesome, wonderful man. And we're looking up to people like, I don't know, Beaver. And no offense to Beaver, but Cameron Haynes and Beaver, dude, completely different class of people, mm. you know, or some athletes that act out or whatever, whatever it may be, like people that you shouldn't look up to. And I think that's one problem that we've run into is like young women are looking up to Cardi B. We, we're picking the wrong, the wrong people to look up to mm. in many, many ways. So I thank God for guys like Tate, you know, mm. guy, you know other guys like Cameron Haynes, even Joe Rogan himself. I, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. Mm. I think he's a great guy. You know, he speaks truth and, and he questions things and he's a thinker and he can sit inside a hard conversation and really question things and get somebody to open up to him by like disarming, mm. you know, and being open to the conversation. And I think there's a lot for young men to learn in that way. Mm. So um, I really would like to see things turn around in America. Um, but I think time will only really tell. Mm. What about you? You're going to leave Britain? I'm pretty close. I am close. Um, we still have capital allowances, which is a big tax break here. But they that work. Um, basically, if there is unclaimed tax reliefs on services and ducting and um, depreciable elements of a commercial building, mm-hmm. you can 
um, depreciate that. Cost segregation is yeah. what we call it. Yeah. Right. And what you can do, which is a nice hack, if you like, which they'll probably close, but I hope they don't, is you can depreciate it off your income, not your capital. Because normally capital depreciation against your capital, mm-hmm. income against your income. But you know, my, my business partner and I buy 20 million pound buildings and we can take three or four million of that and run it off our income, yep. not, mm-hmm. our, not the capital. Um, but there was a big one in smaller houses, which was you could um, offset the interest payments um, and that got removed. And all that happened. You can't write your interest off. No, it's gone. We can still do that. Yeah, you see, it's gone. And what, what I tell you what happens, which is like. That's fucking bullshit. It, it, why it's bullshit is because in the end, who lo- in the end, who loses? The tenant. Because yeah, I'm just going to jack the exactly, rent Exactly, you have to. I'm just going to jack you the rent You have up. to. And that's what's you so fucked to. about that. Yeah. You're going to fuck, you're gonna fuck a 1% guy. Well, guess what? Yeah. It's just going to go downstream. Yeah. You don't get to a place where you own that many properties and not know what the fuck is no. going on and how to handle it. And you have to be able to make money in that because you've got right. the risk and you've got the responsibility of it. So right. now rents are going like that. And what do they do? They blame investors and landlords for putting the rents up. Yeah. Bearing in mind, we haven't put the rents up for five years. So when you put the rents up, you have to put them up for the next five years and the last five years. Yeah, it's a big mess. Um, tax, corporation tax is 25%. Income tax is 45%. National insurance, um, employers and employees for, for both. Um, you've got business rates. I could go on and on and on about all these taxes. It's, I, I'm, if I didn't know how to tax relief, I'd be paying 70 pence in the pound in tax. Every road's got a fucking pothole in it. You can't get in the NHS, which is supposed to be the, you know, the greatest institution in the world. You can't get an appointment. Country's fucked. You know what, you know what really bothers me? Is while I'm getting attacked from a tax perspective, I watch the way they spend the money. That's what pisses me off. It's not that, it's, I, it's not that I mind the tax because I feel like yeah. I, I live in the most protected country in the world. There's not going to be a war on our soil anytime mm. soon. And that's worth paying for. That's yeah, worth yeah. paying for. Paying people to sit on their ass and have multiple babies. And I'm standing in line at the grocery store. And the woman in front of me has two carts. One for the free food and one for whatever she wants to buy. That 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 Louisiana purchase card, that food stamp card won't pay for. Yeah. And she's got her motherfucking hair done and her nails done. And she's got 15 fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's when I lose my temper a little bit. I'm sitting there and I'm just like on the, on the, holding the buggy. <laughs> I don't grocery st- shop much anymore. I'll be honest. But like in the past, when I was building my business, I'd be in line at like Albertsons in Louisiana. And I see this shit happening. And it's slow too because it's two checkouts. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> like, like, I know who's paying for this. Yeah. yeah. You know, and this is when I was making like a couple hundred grand a year. Mm. You know, but still... It's, it's, enough, it's enough to make your blood boil. Yeah. Or hearing what you're saying or knowing how much I'm going to pay in tax this year and then seeing them send all that money to Ukraine. Mm. You know, now look, I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to not care for people that are dying or whatever, but I think there's a little bit more to that war than people, you know, think they know about. And then it's just how they're spending the money. It's like, well, if, then, if then, we're doing all the production... Yeah. Why don't we have a little bit more of a say? Like, I think the 1% should get a vote, a different kind of vote. You know, say, listen, I took all the risk. I'm the one building this country. Because Tom Wheelwright wrote a book called Tax-Free Wealth. And it talked about, it, it really puts things in perspective, how you could look at the government as a partner. Because governments need things. And they're like, okay, we need more housing. We're in a housing shortage. If you guys build this kind of housing for this kind of person so we can house them, it'll make the country better because the country's a business, 
and we'll give you tax credits or breaks or whatever. But they used to do a lot more of that and they're just shutting them all down now. Well, they got, they got us into it, right? And they're like, oh, now we can pull it away. Right. And you know what, you know what I heard the other day? Because I was looking at, at renouncing. Not that I'm going to. I'm not saying that. I've heard that all the embassies like won't. You can't even try. Like, it's hard to do it. Really? Yeah. So they're, they're trying to trap you here. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've heard it's very, very, very hard to get it yeah. done. Yeah. And, and I can see why. Yeah. And that's when you go back to the mob thing. Mm. You know, it's just like they can just, oh, sorry, we're not, we're not taking applications. Well, you know, whatever. Mm. So very interesting time in history. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think we'll look back. I'm hoping that some common sense will prevail and some governments will get people in who've built really big businesses because, like you said, the economy is a business. The thing, actually, an economy is an insolvent, illegally trading business that they allow themselves to trade mm-hmm. legally. Because if you and I are knowingly insolvent, I, I've got a billion of debt, but you know, I'm still trading. Yeah. If we knowingly do that, we can get struck off as directors and we can get put into prison. But it's public knowledge that the governments are trading insolvently. So they have one rule for them, just keep writing everything off, keep going into more debt, and then another rule for entrepreneurs. But I'm just hoping at some point someone who's run real businesses gets into a high position in government. I mean, that's why I liked Trump as a call. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this. I don't give a fuck. I voted for Trump the first time. I'll vote for him again. Yeah, well, he, he's like, the most business savvy. Yeah, and that's what you need. You need a businessman. Yeah, because it's a business. Right. The it economy is a, is a business. Every town is a business. The mayor is basically the CEO of a town. Yeah. The governor is the CEO of a state and the president CEO of a country. Literally, it's that. Mm. And you like raise videos, right? Mm. If if our consumption outruns our GDP, we're not solvent. Mm. We're not productive. We we're in, we're living in an inflationary life as an individual, or as a country, or as a state, or as a business. Mm. And the government is living a non-solvent existence mm. and running and running the company of the United States. And I suspect at at y'all's amount of debt, so are you. You know. Uh, Talking about, you know, Great Britain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting more and more into debt. So less and less money is going where it needs to go. Right. Um, I saw this chart on where the money goes. So the top source of our tax revenue is goes to unknown. So we don't know where it goes. It's just published as unknown. So I'm guessing political salaries and think these. The next is the NHS. The NHS is fucked. It's a bucket with a great big hole in it that they're pouring more water in. And then the the third is paying interest on national debt. So the top three things I'm paying for is, I don't know, a broken NHS where I can't get an examination or an operation, and paying off debt I didn't even fucking create. Well, they're writing checks (laughs) their ass can't cash. Straight up. That was a 1980s film, that was. (laughs) Welcome to the 80s, boys. (laughs) So, so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's disturbing, truly. And I don't know how it's all going to shake out. I think the most important thing. Revolution. I, I know. Yeah, revolution. But that's the only thing that's ever changed anything. It is, yeah. Is, is this cataclysmic event yeah. that just makes, a, a, like, we have to change now. It's all fucked. Yeah. And I just, I'm wondering if that's going to be something that affects you know, people that have really done well for themselves mm. and, and what that's going to look like or if it's just going to be blood in the streets for, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
And I, I think the, the only thing that a person can do is really, really pay attention to history and to what's actually going on and look deeper past what, you know, I, I watch Fox, right? But I also will watch CNN. Mm. And I also understand that the same guy that owns CNN owns Fox and he's sitting over here. And it's like, what's BlackRock doing? What are they buying? You know, like how, how are they? And because all of these things affect how our investments are going to go. And in a lot of ways, really let you know when you really need to get that second passport or where you need to, you know, legally buy something somewhere else. You know, because I'm not, I'm not about to break any laws either. Because nah. I'm on YouTube mm. and I'm friends with Andrew. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, people are going to eventually say, oh, well, audit that guy. You know, so I'm not here breaking any fucking laws. But I will tell you this. I'll have plenty of crypto, plenty of real estate, plenty of gold, plenty of watches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same stuff. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and just really be paying attention. And then, look, I have, I have well into the six figures of, let's say, hex. I do. But it ain't 100%. No. It's not 100%, you know? I think, I mean, I, well, I'm not going up as, I'm not even at 5% on crypto of my yeah. net worth. I think it's just too risky. Yeah. It's not been here long enough. Yeah, I get it. Mm. I completely get it. And, and it's really just digital gold. So uh, at the end of the day, man, I think paying attention, keeping your head on the swivel, studying history mm. is about the only thing you can do and just stay up to date. And like I said, man, you got, you know, I don't think people understand, like, you have to watch the news. You know, whether they're lying to you or not doesn't matter. You need to understand the agenda they're pressing on the other 99% of people. Mm. That's what I'm watching for. It's let them say it. Fine. I just want to know what they're making the sheep do so I can step back and look at what I want to do. Because generally that's where the money is. The gap between what the sheep are doing, the message, somewhere in there is is where you get in there and you make a bag. Mm. So... Uh, we're going to see, man. Mm. But all we can do is pay attention, right? Yeah. So you've really thought about leaving. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've got two kids in a good school and my kids are solid kids. And to me, it would be selfish at this stage in their life, their nine and 12, to uproot that. Um, but my wife and I are traveling more now. We're going to go and see the world and see if there's anywhere that lures us in. And when my kids have left, if things don't get better, we'll we'll be doing what you guys are doing, and you know we'll yeah. be getting the extra passports and going to extra countries. My parents are still here. My dad's eighty. Um, my wife's parents are still here. It would be selfish to leave with me being able to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. So this family ties. I mean, I've got like I said to you before, nearly four hundred. Um, units of real estate that I own as well in Peterborough. So, you know, I like being on the ground over right. my properties. But um, I need to go with you to see that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be fun, bro. Yeah. Well, next time you're in London, yeah. I'm, I'll carve out an extra day just to great. see the office. Bro. Yeah, great. Yeah. It'd be great to have you. That's there. what the war room is, man. People don't get that, bro. Like, there's brotherhood there and they yeah. don't understand it. That's another thing I feel like young men need. What's that? Brotherhood. Yeah. They don't have it anymore. You got a bunch of. You got a bunch of individual players, you know. Uh, I don't know if you played sports growing up, but it was a big part of my life. Yeah. And I don't think I was ever happier. Before now, I'm happier now than I've ever been. But previous to that, playing college football, you know, mm. because you're working out, you're working hard, you have a goal, you're collected, you're arm in arm, you're walking into Alabama, and it's 100,000 people, you're going to war, people are throwing beer on you. It's, just, it's, it's the shit, bro. Yeah. It's incredible. And now, uh, you know, the bond that we all have in the war room, it's us arm in arm 
going out into the world and trying to do the best for ourselves so we can do the best for our families. And our family include the men in the, in the halls of the war room. So mm. to me, it's like when I knew you were here and he's like, hey, do you want to do Rob Moore? I'm like, you're fucking right. I want to do Rob Moore, mm. you know, like brothers. And we didn't met till today, yeah. but I knew I was going to come over here and see you. So mm. I think I think young men are missing that in a big way, that selfless part of life. Um, not that you don't want to, you know, take care of your self-interest. But doing it together, I think people miss how compoundingly powerful that is. You said you had a partner. Mm. It's a huge thing. Yeah, man. 17 years of yeah, bro. partner. Right. Yeah, bro. Right. I'll be Mar- fucked without him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you have that brotherhood. You have that trust with him. Mm. So I, I have a guy named Steve Romero that I partner with on real estate. And I trust him fully. Mm. In fact, he's at one of my houses this week work, working on something for an Airbnb we're going to put on with another guy that's staying you know, in my house at home, like these guys are in my homes, bro. Mm. Like, mm. like they have, they have, they have access to the bank account. He had, Thomas has access to everything. Thomas could rob me blind, bro. Millions. And, and Harry's got so much dirt and content on me. He yeah. Cancel me immediately. Yeah. Good, but good, bro. Yeah. Good. And so does he, yeah. you know? So, um, you have to have that camaraderie and that trust of man. And I think once, once you get that, it, it gives you this fulfillment of like going with your guys mm. into war and, and trying to conquer and do things. And I think that's the happiest place a man could be, honestly. Mm. It's the happiest place I've ever been, yeah. for sure. No See, doubt. I've never really had that in my life. I've been a little bit, I'm not maybe the best socially, so I lean on business to right. um, give me whatever needs I need met. And um, do you think maybe that's why Andrew and Tristan have become so popular. I think it's a hell of a formula. You take a I mean, you look like at their that. relationship yeah. and like, I'm just going to say it and I give a fuck what people say, but like watching Andrew and Tristan makes me want to have a brother and I haven't got a brother. And watching them two is the only time I've ever thought in my life, I'd like a brother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, if I had a son tomorrow, the first thing I'd do is go try to get another one, like immediately. Like if I found out I had a boy on the way, bro, I'd be just, I'd be in my phone group chat. Which one of y'all want to have a baby? <laughs> yeah. Like bro, yeah. like right two now. Two sons and two 15 sons. daughters. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. No, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, man. Because Andrew's got Tristan, Tristan's got Andrew. And there's no doubt. There's no doubt, mm. you know? And based, I, I feel like based off their experience with that, they've taken that mindset and picked up Luke and picked up a small group of friends that they also look at in that way. Mm. And they know, no matter what, this guy's not gonna stake me. And when you have trust, mm. especially in business, when you have trust, you can really, really go places fast because you don't have to have a, like, you know he's got your six all the time. Mm. So you go do this, I'm gonna do that, I'll meet you here, we'll both bring the bags, and, and we'll take off together from there. You know, and I think having trust in a real way and knowing you can really, really trust a guy. You can look that guy in the eyes and you know, hey, look, you got this part of the mission, I got this part, ready, break, I'll see you at the finish line, and then we'll and then we'll keep going and do it again. Mm. I don't think there's a more powerful thing in the world, bro. Mm. I really don't. And you can see the formula. You got Tate's, right? Those Paul boys, you separate them, Logan and Jake Paul, they're probably not what they now they're they're nowhere near what Andrew and Tristan are. But if you were to separate them and take, and they had a father figure in their life, just like Andrew and Tristan had Emery, 
that's a formula for doing really, really well. And there's many other groups. Uh, what um, Belmar has a brother mm. that's always with them. You know, so I think it's a very, very powerful formula. Mm. And if you can take that formula and replicate it with friends and you know nobody's a snake, bro, I, you can take over a country. Mm. You know, you can take over the world, man. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I read something that really impacted me. Nowadays, quotes and things don't impact me like they used to. Right. But I read somewhere that life is best when your family become your friends and your friends become your family. And that, did, that did impact me, yeah. And I'll tell you something that I think Andrew said this, but anybody that says that you shouldn't work with family and make money just simply can't get along with anybody long enough to make any money. And that makes so much sense to me because everybody that's in a key position in my business is with me all the time. I took him, his, his main guy and his team and my ops manager all to, like all these people work for me to the beach. We just went to a beach house for like four or five days just a couple weeks ago. And that's a family trip, but I don't think I had any real blood there. Mm. But it was a family trip to me. And we made money together, we talk about business, we talk about life, we're like, this is an awesome vacation. Dude, we did s'mores on a fire right next to the beach. The beat from the front door of the house to the beach might have been 30 yards, bro. Mm. Just on the beach, like just, every meal together and, and funny enough when i'm with andrew and t we eat every meal together we talk about business we mm. we talk about goals and plans and the things that we're going to do and we laugh and we make memories together listen i don't want to make money with somebody that's just a mercenary i want somebody that i feel like is family and that i know i can trust with not just to do a business task but i can leave my girl with with andrew and tristan they, they would do nothing but protect her and pay for her meal i can leave them with my girl and my bank back and my bank card and no issue, boom, gone. And they can do the same for me. And like, when you get to there, then you can really, really go places because nobody's halfway, there's no halfway effort. You know, it's like, hey, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. And I trust you completely. You trust me completely. Let's go. Most people can't get there. Mm. They're too worried about getting snaked by the next person. And because we don't have that, I feel like, you know, this, even my channel in, I guess a year and a half, almost two years now, 160K. You know, I got my plaque the other day, which I'm super excited about. And I was like, bam, that business was like overnight. Mm. You know, the real estate with, with, my, with my partner in real estate, my construction business with Renee, a woman, that dude, she might be one of, she is my best friend probably, one of my best friends. Like she's up there with like Andrew and T and, and Thomas and like, every, like, it's like, it's family. It's not even mm. best friends anymore. Like it gets to that level and it's like, there's no, not even titles. It's just family, mm. you know, making money together, man. So it, to me, it, I think being able to get there as a person and being able to give trust actually is what allows other people to trust you. Mm. Like, hey, listen, I'm going to put this wall down. If you want to stab me, stab me. But I trust you. Well, just on that, if, if someone's going to fuck me, I'd like them to fuck me really quick and early. Yeah. And then I know. Yep. So if I give them a chance to fuck me quick and early, it's done. Right. Bit and, sore, and it's a small bit. but it's done. But I don't yep. want to be fucked in five years yeah. when I've got a lot to lose. My business partner's like that. He tests people really early and he gives them a little chance just to fuck him nice and early. Yeah, I learned that years ago. That's actually, it's a beautiful trick. I do that with my family, actually. It's like, <laughs> I, I, um, I like to give them a small loan mm. and see if they pay me back. Yeah. Oh, you need 500. Here you go. 
Yeah. Because I know it's over right there. Because mm. if you don't pay me that 500, you're not going to pay me the 20 grand. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so. It's, it's a good it's, little it, way to test people just to see if they're very good. A good smart. Fit. Smart, for sure. Mm. I love that. So do you think Andrew Tate's being set up by the Matrix? I mean, I've not asked you. And it seems like half the world thinks that it's not. It's him. And half the world thinks he's being set up by the Matrix. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think he's completely innocent. And very clearly, like what he's getting charged of is absolutely erroneous in every way. Like, on what planet does a six foot three millionaire, handsome son of a bitch, well spoken, driving and traveling the world, dude? Like Andrew and T are James Bond in real life. They don't need to be doing that with women. Like their biggest problem is what women they're gonna see. First of all, in regards to the Matrix, I don't know how how he would quite define the Matrix, but I do think there's something more there when they very clearly could have just took the camera footage from their house and said, okay, well, here it all is. Boom, done. L- let them go. This is all bullshit. So, yeah, the matrix or whatever you, the powers that be or whatever you want to call it. My biggest concern is where it's coming from. My fear was in the beginning that it was from the Western world, which I think was going to be a bigger problem because it's not about whether they're guilty or innocent because we know they're innocent. It's about whether they're going to get a fair shake. And being in Romania, a third world country, my fear was, okay, a big power like UK or like America could say, hey, Romania, do it. Put their thumb on them. And then like, oh, look, third world country, crooked, whatever. We can't do much about it. (laughs) Meanwhile, you got people like Brittany Griner who go to Russia, openly say they broke the law, brought drugs into the country, and we trade out like arms dealers for them. It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. So whether you call it the matrix, the powers that be, whether it's political, however you want to, you know, dice that up. The truth of the matter is they're clearly innocent. They're clearly being held for no reason. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Well, you you have, what, this country spent, what, $2 billion on anti-tape? Maybe maybe it has the hearts of young men, and maybe that's the most dangerous thing on the planet because don't we need those backs for society to keep running? Don't we want to keep controlling the narrative with the young men that are coming up in the world and not have them look up to people like Andrew? Isn't that dangerous to the powers, the matrix as a whole? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fucking dangerous. I think he has the hearts of young men, and I think that's very dangerous to them, and they're trying to recreate a narrative where he's a bad guy to these young men. And I have to tell you, regardless of how they treat him in the situation, they will fail. It's too, he has already done it. Now it's just about whether they're going to try to make a mortar out of him or not. Yeah, but as well, far as him being guilty or not, I think we all know that that's absolute bullshit. The charges themselves are bullshit. Well, they haven't been charged, have they? Exactly. That's the point. That's the point. What I'm concerned with is them making something up to control it. That's, that's truly, that's the thing that like, when I, every time I think about it, I kind of cringe a little bit because it's like, they're not going to, there's nothing to see. It's all right there. Like, the cam- there's cameras all throughout that house. Every time you go in the house, you walk right in the house. There's a little mini bar right here. There's a kitchen table where we all sit down and eat together, like a family, by the way. Kitchen here. There's battle stations along the wall. And then, boom, there's a huge 70-something-inch TV, with like 19, ca- like, monitor. Like, because they've been famous for a while, man. And, and every time I go over there, there's people at the end of the street waiting for one of the cars to go by so they can try to talk to them. They need security there. They need cameras there. They need to know what's going on. And they all have it. So why is this footage not being used? Why is the testimonies of all the girls that have been there saying that these things did not happen to them, why is it, why is it feminism until 
it's Tate, and when they're sticking up for Tate, now these girls have been manipulated and can't think for themselves. When everywhere else in the Western world, it's women are this, and like they're empowered and all this stuff, and these, these girls can't have an opinion now? It's quite bullshit. And, 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 it's, and they say these girls have been manipulated. So basically you're calling them too stupid to have their own opinion and know what they saw with their own eyes and ears. Scam. Mm. Are you scared for Andrew? When he was on my show and as I got to know him, he said that there's three stages where people who get too powerful, don't know if you saw that, you probably did. Um, and he pretty much predicted that he thinks he's gonna get assassinated. I think he's too smart. I, I, I think that he'll, I can't speak for him, but I think he's intelligent enough to take whatever's going on right now as maybe strike two mm. and then pivot from there and put the good on the world that he always had the intention to. He knows what he's doing with the media. He knew what it took to get attention. Now that he's garnered that attention, I think he's gonna delicately put the most good in the world that he possibly can with ethics, work hard, um, delay gratification, be a stand-up man, sobriety, you know, those types of things, and be an example for young men, just like we all want to be, right? There's not a more fulfilling thing in the world, and I know that he loves it more than anyone. So I suspect that he is going to look at the chessboard of his life and say, okay, well, I'm being attacked, regardless of whether it's fair or not. Andrew knows the world's not fair. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to put this good in the world. And what I hope and what I've done and what I've learned from this is he does a lot of good behind closed doors. One thing that as a friend I, I hope he does is he starts to show the world just how wonderful he is. Because one thing I learned, uh, I made a post the other day when I paid my dad's house off. In the past, I would have, the, the 80s in me says, you should do that and not let anybody know, be humble. However, in a world where people are gonna attack you, you need to show the good you're doing in the world. And I hope that that's something he does because he does a lot of good in the world. A lot of charities that people don't know about, giving people water. I've seen him give to the church. I've gone to church with him countless times just for him to drop a G in the offering bucket and leave in some, off of some gravel road, some, some church. Um, I've seen him give to just people walking down the street, man. Like, I, you know, he, he, I hope, will start to show that side of him and really dig into what he always really wanted was to put good values into young men. Mm. And I think that you build strong young men, not despite women, but for women. It's not a spiteful thing towards women. You know, you have to build strong men for women to want to be inside the frame of that masculine energy. Because if a man and a woman are fighting back and forth for that power struggle, then that woman does not trust him to take full reins of, of the ship. And if she can't do that, then she's always got a, a foot out the door. And that'll bust the family up right there. So I think that he's going to be very calculated in a very positive way to put good into the world. And I just hope that he shows all of it. Mm. Because that's what it's going to take to offset the lies and the hate that is coming from him, uh, for him, that are completely fallacy. Mm. So that's what I hope and pray he does. And I suspect he will. Mm. Yeah. Do you think him being imprisoned like he was will just make him 
more of a hero. Absolutely, and more bro. Power, it's a hero's a journey. A living man. martyr. It's a hero's yeah. journey, man. Yeah. Yeah, look at Gotti. You know? Gotti. Yeah. Every man that goes through great, does great things, achieves great things, go through fire. Andrew's just gone through his. Mm. I've no doubt about that. In my, no doubt about that at all. Mm. I know exactly who he is, and he's just going through something that great people go through. Mm. People that accomplish large things go through, and he's been attacked. You know, um, how many times did Martin Luther King get arrested? You know, how, Trump's going through it right now as well. Mm. You know, it's just, it's a part of greatness. Mm. So. I, I know he's built for it. I have no concern about how he's going to be able to navigate through it as far as his own headspace. Uh, I just hope and pray that he gets an actual fair shake and he can walk away from it and really impactfully change the lives of young men in a positive way. Mm. And when he does that, it'll change the lives of women in a, pos a positive way. Because we're building great men in the war room. They have ethics, morals, they're working hard, they're doing their push-ups. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to make businesses and create value in the world. There's no planet where that's not a good thing for society. Um, and so I have nothing but faith in Andrew, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be a part of the war room. I'm glad to be a part of the great group of managers that he has, you know. And um, I'm just looking forward to what we're going to do in the future, man. I have no doubt. I heard this phrase, I'd never heard it before, so this is like the first time we get to talk about it. A Sigma male. What the fuck I have is no a Sigma fucking male? idea, bro. I see that shit too. I see it. Like, <laughs> is someone trying to alpha the alpha to be Sigma? Yeah, and, and like they're and they're like do it in like in this low-key way. Like yeah. I, I dude, honestly, I just think it's for like guys that are almost alpha. Um, by the way, I hate all those terms yeah, so I, much. I, I do as well. I hate them. Yeah. I think they're the cringiest thing on the planet. If, I, if you have to call yourself an alpha male, does that not not make you an alpha male? Yeah, it makes you definition? a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It makes you a dickhead, man. So, no, I hate it. And, and so, you know what I think? I don't know what the definition of a sigma male is. I've seen videos like, sigmas are better than alphas. I really just think it's some fucking nerd in his basement. <laughs> he's like, he knows this other guy that he thinks is alpha, yeah. and he thinks he's better because he's a little bit more quiet. Yeah. One thing I've learned, um, probably mostly around the guys, is, is that a lot of times being humble doesn't pay, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, well, in, in regards to like not showing people what you're capable of. And I, and I think the reason for that, is especially in the online space, is there's so many people lying about their accomplishments. Yeah. If you have these accomplishments, what you're really doing is fucking over the people that are buying product, let's say from the guy that's lying, because you're not showing what you're actually capable of. So they end up doing work with somebody that say that's insolvent. Yeah. You know, yeah. or not who they say they are when you're sitting there doing the things in real life that they're actually doing. And for that reason, I think that flexing is almost necessary now Wow. So the people that are coming yeah. up can actually see the liars from the guys that actually have done it. Yeah. And so it almost protects the young man in a way if you flex because otherwise he's going to get lied to by some internet scammer. I'm really glad we've opened this conversation because I have this baggage around me sharing. Too, me too. I'm from the South. Yeah. Be seen, not heard. Yeah. Talk with your pads, boy. Yeah, exactly. Don't you, ever, don't you ever be flashy, all this other yeah. stuff. But here's the thing, man. If you don't, they're gonna buy from that guy that's full of shit. Mm. And so I'm yeah. willing for people to call me arrogant so that young man doesn't go down the wrong path. Yeah. And so call me arrogant if you want to. There's a return on flex, 
But more importantly, <laughs> I like that. There's a yeah, return on there is flex. a return on flex. I tell it to my son because anytime I pull up in a nice car, he's just like, you're just flexing, dad. You're so embarrassing. Is there a return on flex? Huh? Yeah, return on flex. <laughs> I'm going to quote you. There's a return on <laughs> yeah. flex. And, and on top of that, not only is there a return on flex, but you're, you're saving the guy from the dude that rented the car and lied about it. Mm. Sterling calls it the perpetual circle of uselessness. <laughs> guy takes a course literally regurgitates that course without ever doing the work. Let's say he takes a real estate course. Yeah. Then he goes and takes that course, makes his own course, owns no fucking or very little, he owns one house, you know, and makes a real estate course. Me and you both own well over 100 doors. You own 400 doors. I own 150, 152-ish, if I count my single families. I could make a real estate course. I've not done it yet. Mm. I know there's dudes out there with less real estate than me making fucking courses. It blows my mind. Mm. And so if I'm not flexing and the guy with the duplex is flexing, renting a Lambo, making a course off of another course that he saw, am I not kind of putting the kid in a bad position mm. if I don't flex? If Do you I ever have feel it? guilty if you flex? Do you I then used feel to. Some I used guilt? to. It, 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 but it was, it, like, was yeah. it was a childhood rooted thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, be seen, not heard. Yeah. Be humble. It was. Yeah. Uh, let your work do the talking. Let your art do yeah, the talking. Yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah. is, the thing is, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah, in real no life. Knows. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. You yeah. have to prove it. Because I was always taught, when you give money to charity, you do it anonymously. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. We don't live in a world where that can happen anymore, particularly when people are going to be under attack. Especially if you're trying to defend masculinity, let's say. Well, everybody's going to attack you. They're going to say you're shit, all these other things. They're going to say you're lying. They're going to say you're a scammer. Here's my apartment buildings. Yeah, yeah. Here's my G-Wagon. Here's the jet I'm going on. There's my construction company. Every day we post one of my construction jobs. That's not even that much of a flex. You got, you got, Just you got documenting. A, yeah, yeah. Well, you have an Instagram bimbo going through there. She's like, what's this steel bit? Is it metal? What is that going to be like? Next photo. Then she sees the restaurant. Now she's into it. It's the young man. I want to see that building. Yeah. That's for him. It doesn't make my stories better. A steel building. It doesn't. What it does is shows like, Hey, I'm not full of shit. Mm. So if you got somebody out there trying to sell you a construction course, where's their fucking Costco they're putting up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are yeah. they building? What are they doing? It, it, it helps the young man not get fucked over, in mm. my opinion. So, um, Sterling nailed it on the head. The perpetual circle of uselessness. But return on flex is a real thing from a business perspective mm. online. But more importantly, it protects the young man. Mm. You've inspired me to flex just a little flex bit more. Flex <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's how, true. Yeah, I, I, I think it's true. And it's all, very true. Also, I, I found like... I broke the world record for the longest public speech. I gave £125,000 away to charity. I don't tell anyone about it. You need to. It's probably more of a flex than the, how many doors you I have to. in my portfolio. You need to. And that's yeah. the important part too, is there's all this hard, boom, we're drive, driving the Lambo, we're flexing, check out tricep, just you know, all that stuff, right? Mm. But also I have a heart mm. and I love giving to people. And I think that giving to people is one of the best things you mm. can do for your soul. When I give to people, it's for me. I got to pay my dad's house off. Just recently, I was in a store uh, buying some stuff for an Airbnb I have, and there was this young couple, and they were about to sign a, a purchase agreement with some 37% interest on, on a $1,200 couch set. I said, mm-mm, bought that couch for them. They mm. posted it on Facebook. I'm gonna put it on my Twitter. Not because, oh, look at me. I'm a fucking asshole, bro. 
But I love being nice to people mm. and I love putting good in the world, you know? I get asshole when I gotta be. Yeah. But they need to see that side. I believe the true definition of a man is a man that can hold a baby and slit a throat in the same day. That's the definition of a man. Why are you gonna keep out holding the baby? You're robbing that young man. You're gonna make that man unnecessarily arrogant and confrontational for no reason. I have love in me. I have no problem saying that. I also slit your fucking throat. <laughs> they need to see both sides for it to be healthy. And that's the side I'm, I'm hoping, and I know that Andrew has, and I'm hoping he's gonna show, because mm. it's in him. It's all over him. I've seen him do that way, way. In fact, I've never even seen him be rude to somebody. But I see him hold a baby all the time, hold a baby in the sense of loving people. Mm. And I think that's the best thing a person can do for their soul. That's what makes making the money such a wonderful thing. Mm. The way he takes care of his mother, the way he gives to you know the community and the church and all these other things. Those are the things that I think he'll show moving forward, mm. who he really is, which is a wonderful human being. And for me, I'm not gonna let the opportunity pass to show the young man, because this is what it's really about, right? If it's really selfless, hey listen, I know that I get harsh sometimes on my AMAs. I know that it looks like I'm rigid all the time. That's not true. I love people all the time. And you need to do the same because it's good for this. Because when this is good, good comes out of you. It's just good for the soul, man. Mm. Remember the book Chicken Soup for the Soul? Yeah, I do. I, I know Mark really well, Mark Katanson. Do you? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, the, probably the nicest human being I've ever met right. in my life. Full of love. Right. Yeah. And I feel like the most powerful men, the most capable men in the world, are the men that can show vulnerability and show love and show care because they're strong enough to know that if anybody fucks with them, mm. they're gonna get it, you know? Mm. And, and that line is there, no seriously. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 I get and it. The really, and, the, and the men that are just trying to scare people and their bubbles that can be popped, they're just mean to people all the time. You know, and I don't think that's completely necessary. I'll mm. show you that I'm kind. And if you try to take advantage of it, good luck, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's where the asshole part comes in. You gotta have both. Mm. There's a yin and yang in that. and. Um, and I think showing young men the other side, the side where you can hold the baby, mm. very important. Mm. Yeah, to all the people who listen and watch who um, have some resistance or jealousy or resentment towards people with money or say that yeah. money doesn't buy you happiness. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, this is the thing. All this kindness and paying someone's couch randomly and giving a load of one, you, that feels amazing. You can't do any of that when you're broke. Nope. And this is what they don't understand. They're, they're missing so much of the great things in life. I have this thing. When I was broke, my, I had a girlfriend and she paid for everything because I didn't have any fucking money. And I felt such shame. And I felt like, you know, just the weakest version of a man. Right. And I promised myself that I'll never happen again. And when I become successful, every dinner, whether it's 20 quid or 5,000 quid, I'm paying. I'm right. paying. I'm paying. And if I know I've got other men on the table who want to pay, I'm paying before the dinner happens. Right. And the worst thing now is when you've got men like that, you're arguing over who right. pays. Right. And, Which that, you and that watch. feels great. Yeah, yeah. You've you got to navigate through Well, that. I'm learning yeah. that now as well. Yeah. That, like, you can't always it can do that. can get you in trouble because then I, I, I completely agree with you. And that's a game that when all the boys are together, we're like, oh, I got to take a piss. Really <laughs> yeah, no, you got to pay. And yeah. then you get back and you're like, fuck but, it, but do you remember the yeah. days when everyone was arguing over splitting yeah. the bill 12 ways right. and now, trying to screw you for two pounds? Exactly. And then when you elevate Higher yourself. Higher quality problems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can t tell the size of a man by size of problems. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and when you're in a friend group where you're like, you're all arguing whoever pays, you might be at the right table. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because if there's 10 tables in there, nine of them are arguing the other way. Yeah. The, yeah. Only, the only advice I would give a young man on the subject, just so they don't make this mistake, if you are around a man's family, his girl, or his business associates, mm. and you go pay on top of him, you might make a mistake. Because mm. then you're taking an alpha role on the on the G at the table. Mm. You know, so you kind of got to navigate I mean, I never that. do it as an alpha thing. No, I, I, do I, it get, it. I get it. I get it. I yeah, get yeah, it. And yeah. you're completely right. I do it all the time. Yeah. I'm just saying, the only reason I'm saying it is because a young man could make the mistake of flexing on somebody. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if it's a whale, it's his people, his family. I try to be like, would you let me? I yeah. ask him permission. Can I pay? Yeah. yeah, can I please pay? Would you please yeah. allow me to pay? Yeah. Because it kind of lets him have his space at the table. But if my boys, fuck my boys, I'm paying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it, you know, as long as it won't make them look bad from the yeah. girl or something. But generally it's not because, look, any girl that's around my friends, they know the deal. Mm. They, they know who we're sitting with. Mm. So it, it's all good. So, so um, you think money buys happiness? I think it buys you the ability to love people. And I think when you can love people like that, yeah, there's a lot of joy in you. Mm. I think happiness is a fleeting thing. I don't think it's. A, I don't even think it's something a goal. I think it's just a fulfillment and happiness in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you get to think back of the kind things that you've done, it, it puts something good inside of you that counterintuitively motivates you to create more value, which creates more money, which mm. allows you to give more love. Mm. You know, uh, I'm all about loving people, man. Mm. So it also allows you, you know, to protect the people you love. In every way, so um, I think I think that people really, really don't understand that the people with money would not have gotten the money unless they were a good person over time, because nobody can build a successful business. They might be able to be successful for a minute, but if they're out there fucking people over in the market, not paying their vendors, not paying their subcontractors, not not paying the people they owe money to, or not treating their employees correctly, or not, it's never going to be long enough to make any real money. Because mm. the goal is not to make a hundred grand. The goal is to make a system that spits out a hundred grand like it's a fucking just money machine, right? Mm. You know. And so people get really short sighted on that, and they don't understand about people that have achieved high levels of financial success or success in any area. It's something that happens over time. Because you're a good person, you have those ethics to show up and show up and show up and show up. Not only show up, but show up and treat people the right way, fairly. Mm. Because that's what's going to build the relationships to allow you to streamline your scenario into something where you can scale in the way that you have, mm. the way that I have, or the way the Tates have, or whomever, and where you're creating a, a situation where people have true trust. And it gets all the way looped back to trust, because when you have trust, you have speed. Mm. So mm. that's how I look at it. And, People assume that everybody that made money had to fuck somebody over, and I think it's quite, quite the opposite. Mm. I've never known a person that made a habit of screwing people over that ever sustained any way of making money. Yeah. I've never met a person like that. No. There's something you said, which I'd love to just drill into, which is, I might be getting the words slightly wrong, but you said something like, I don't think the purpose of life is happiness. And I have this theory that one of the reasons why society is so divided and so weak is because so many people think that the purpose of life is happiness. They're chasing happiness. And generally that's doing easier things or avoiding pain. So if that was a statement you made, I completely agree with that. I don't think the purpose of life is happiness. I don't, I don't think, either. I think happiness is a reward we get for safety, security and progress. And I actually think that the purpose of life it's is progress. progress. It's progress. Yeah. It's pro I call it and growth. And we get happiness from progress. Happiness is growth. 
Yes. And they've done studies on this. I always say success is a two-way street. And if success is happiness, happiness is growth. So it's a two-way street. You're climbing the mountain, right? All the happiness is on climbing the mountain. Mm. Oh, I'm getting higher, 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 pushing, 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 look down. Oh, man, that's awesome. Keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And the worst thing that could ever happen to you, you get to the mountain and you have nowhere else to go. If there's not somewhere else to go, a higher mountain to climb, you have one choice. That is to self-sabotage back down the mountain just to climb back up that part of a mountain again. Because all the happiness is on the way up. Mm. It's, a, it's the work you're doing, the, the growth of getting a better person. You get excited about the man you become. And that's why, for me, I measure how I'm doing by the man I'm becoming. All I care about is the man I become. That's the only thing I care about. I, I say this on podcasts a lot. I have this file in my phone called the rocking chair test. And I generally make my decisions on whether the old man, the older version of me, 90 years old, 80 years old, can't live life anymore on the rocking chair. Would I be proud of the man I am today? And I make videos to him. Hey, man, this is what's going on. This is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm going to do about it. This is the competency I'm going after. This is what I'm going through. This is what I see. Um, all right, hope all is well. Talk to you soon. Boom. And when I'm, I'm going to have all these videos of me working because I work for that man, the older version of me, because at the end of the day, who do you want to be proud of you the most in, in here? You. So I just work for the older version of myself. And my goal is to make that old man proud of me now. And that's what I'm working towards, the man I become. And so I kind of try to keep that relationship with my older version of myself. And I test it by, will he be proud of me right now? We'll say, Justin, like I'm really, and looking back now at 37, I could not be more proud of the 27-year-old version of me. I took some fucking licks. And I'm proud of that kid, man. Mm. He, he should have went bankrupt a bunch of times. <laughs> he had to remortgage his house to make payroll. He had, he had, guys, he had trucks stolen. You know, guys set Airbnbs on fire. Just <laughs> like everything that could happen. They're getting bar fights in Michigan and two trucks with my logo. They're mm. chasing, bro, just crazy shit. I'm proud of that kid, man. Yeah. I'm really, really proud of him. And, and I hope to continue having that relationship with myself because really internally, you know, you can make other people happy. But if you're not happy with you, man, you're, you're not going to give love to other people. Mm. And that's what happens, I think, when people hate on the Tates or they hate on people in general. Like, they don't like themselves on the inside, and it comes out of them. And so when I see a person saying these things or, or trying to lie on people or try to say that rich people are bad people, they're literally, all that is is the rot from the inside coming out of their mouth onto a keyboard, you know? And the people that are able to love people and the people that are securing themselves and the people that are out there, you know, talking good, good things into the world, those people are good in here and it's doing the same thing. It's just coming out and onto a keyboard. So, or into a video or in their words and thoughts about other people. I can't name a person right now that I hate, you know? There's some movements that I think are very unhealthy. Like I think feminism has hurt women a lot. I think that the push that the straight white male is evil is not true in any way. I can't afford to look at your skin color or your ethnicity or your religious or political stance and tell you that you can't work for me because if you do your job, I cannot afford to not have a profitable employee. Mm. Fuck off. White men do not care what color your skin is. In fact, I argue 
that people that look at race and gender, that's only for broke people because rich people only see good people and money. I have plenty of friends of all nationalities, you know, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't give a fuck what color their skin is. I don't have time to care. Do not have time. That is for broke people. Broke people complain about race, religion, politics. Winners just win, they see each other on the yacht, bro. And they don't give a fuck what color the skin is. Is this dude a good guy or not? Can we make money or not? The end. Because I don't think I'm your friend unless we make money together. Or I'm pushing you to make money. Because if I'm a real friend to you, I want nothing more than you to be the hero to your wife and kids, for you to give them a life they never would have had without you, and that you're the hero in your own show, and you make a shit ton of money, and I'm happy to see it, and maybe we can do it together. Otherwise, I'm not even really that interested in being your friend, because a friend is going to push you to be great because they love you enough to do so. I believe real love is dark. If somebody's fucking up and you really love them, you'll stop what you're doing and take the risk of them getting angry with you, because it's, it's the most selfless thing you can do. Many people that say that they're your friends, they let you leave the room and then they talk about you. Man, that guy's fucking up. That ain't your friend. Your friend is like, hey bro, right here, hey, listen, you can't be doing this shit. I love you, you're fucking up, and your future's going that way. That 2% you're gonna go in the right direction, you're losing it. You need to get back on track. And you can get mad at me if you want to because I'll sit there and stand in that with you because I care about you. That's a friend. I want you to get rich as fuck. I want you to be a hero to your family. And man, that's the kind of friends I want. And skin's got not a fucking thing to do about it. Not a fucking thing, bro. If you, you could be a black, lesbian, liberal, Democrat with a Joe Biden sticker on your fucking forehead. If you do your job, hired, bro. <laughs> fucking hired. I don't give a shit, man. I really, truly, like, I'm tired of hearing it. I do not care. I can't afford to care. Mm. It's too hard to find people that do a good job. Yeah. It's too fucking hard. You can literally... Be any anything on the spectrum, transgender. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Just, just keep it real. Like let's call a spade a spade all the time, and do your job, bro. No problem with that at all. In fact, the most impactful employees at my construction company are women. I do not care. They do their job. They are mm. wonderful at their job. They will never. I'm never firing them. Yeah. Never. Why? I don't give a fuck. The 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 guy that I've had the the highest paid guy in my company. Um, hourly that I've ever had was black man. Don't care. Mm. Do not care. Like, do your job. If you do your job and you fit in the culture and we can all call a spade a spade, the sky blue and the grass green, bro, let's run it. Let's run it. Because I, I, I don't have time to care about that. I truly don't. Mm. And I know you understand where I'm coming from. Mm, I do. Yeah, I mean, when you hire people, you've got recruitment fees. You can have months worth of poor CVs and fairly average people trying to work for you. You can have lockdowns and you can have these, I want to work from home movements. It is really hard to find good staff. Right. So why would you then have to divide up between yeah. sex, race and religion and whatever Bro, else? Dude, it's not profitable. No. And that's what, and that's what poor it's people- just, It's just not common sense. Yeah, it just is fucking retarded, man. And it's like, people want to play the race card or play the politics or the gender card or whatever it is, bro. And they just don't understand that's broke people shit. Mm. It's just broke people. It's just for the poor people to complain mm. about it. Mm. And I started off poor. And thank God. Um, well, I'm a, I, I'm a white male. So I, I, don't, I didn't have that to go against. And that's one particular thing I have a heart for young black men about. Mm. Particularly, I think it's because I play college football. I've been around a lot of like, young black guys. And it bothers me because... 
I know they're being, they're being told that narrative. Just by putting 25 in black in their Facebook, they're going to see certain things. And it bothers the shit out of me because I know so many smart, intelligent young black men just from playing ball. And they're doing great out in the world. And my teammates, man, they're, they're doctors, they're cops, they're lawyers, some of them. And then some might, might not have done as well. But like, I think it's a major handicap to tell a young man of any creed or color or religion that the world's stacked against you from the jump and that they're going to suppress you. Bro, 2023, I don't think that's true, man. No. I think that if you're so valuable that I can't afford not to hire you, guess what? You're hired. It's probably... It's a handicap they're putting yeah. on. Yeah, it is. And, and it's fucking sad, bro. I mean, if you think about it logically, the, the, the field is probably the most level for anyone, anywhere, anytime to make money. The internet, crypto, social yeah. media, the greatest it's leveler there. ever. It's there. And another thing that I think, you know, like, again, I, for whatever reason, I have a heart for young black kid. Um, it's, it's crippling to just believe that you don't have a shot because of that. You know what I'm saying? When you really do, man. Mm. Like, it's now is better than ever. Like, maybe you do because of that. Because yeah. you said earlier, what it takes to be successful is going through the struggle and the hardship. That's what makes someone successful. Right. Um, what is it you said? Um, shut up or play ball or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, get mad or play get ball. Mad, or what about get mad, then play ball? Right. Get mad and play ball. Right. So you're mad, you're angry, the world's against you. Good. you got some fucking energy. Right. Now go play right. ball. But you know what's funny? I think, by and largely, the everyday normal, let's say white person, I think they're pulling for other gender, under other other races and genders and things like that. Like, because nothing, I, I don't think any, like there's a lot of what I would say white guilt in the world. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't think the, the there's more white people that are poor than let's say black people, just by numbers alone, right? And I, like for me, there's nothing more than I like seeing a young, a young black kid have. One of my best friends comes and stays at my house for weeks at a time. His name's John Ox. He's in the war room. Black guy. And he's one of the most articulate, smart, well-spoken. And I just think he's a fucking hero because he's an example of what you can do. Mm. You know? And, and I just hate to see it because sometimes when they do it, they like, they call him an Uncle Tom. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you going to call that kid an Uncle Tom? Why the fuck would you do that to him? He's trying his best. Mm. Oh, he's hanging out with white people. Well, guess what? White people are most of the population. Like the kid's just trying to make a business. You know, and you're gonna tell him, like you're gonna, you're gonna kick him out of the group, out of the culture? What? Come on, man. Like it, that's, I get really fired up about that because it's like there's these young, young black entrepreneurs out there and they're trying to make a business and their own people are calling them fucking names, you know? And then they, then they, and then you take a rapper who goes to jail for murder and he's idolized because he did time? What the fuck? Mm. You know? That it's just, I don't know, I didn't mean to talk about this, but right. it's just something I, I, it crossed my mind all the time. Mm. I see it, and I'm just like, bro, this is bullshit. Mm. Like, I know they can do it. I've seen them do it. I know plenty of young, young black guys that have killed it, bro. And, yeah. it, and it makes me happy, because a lot of these guys that I know from playing football, I love them dearly. I went to war with those guys. Did we have time to see color on the field? No, there was a jersey color for that. Mm. You know, we're on the same <laughs> fucking team, bro. Shut the fuck up. Mm. So um, I just I just hope that, you know, people understand that business owners and people in a position of power in business know that it's not quite what they think. It's not the brother-in-law shit anymore. It's can you get the job done? If mm. you can get the job done, you can do whatever you want, especially in a Western nation. Mm.
particularly in a Western nation. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Could you message Rich and let him know you're a good man? Nice one. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, it's, it's all good. I'd, yeah. Like, if we didn't have another one, I'd just be hanging out here all day. No, that was good. It's yeah. good. I definitely want to come back and see you, though. Yeah. I want to come see you. Yeah, cool. See the business, uh, everything. I'm learning a lot from it. I'm, doors open. So, yeah, whenever you're really fun. In. It'd be really fun. Yeah. It'd be cool to do a vlog day, you know, where it's, do it. they carry the cameras yeah. and we talk about the stuff. Yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah. And it could be really educational. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Should we do a quick fire round? I love to do a quick fire Let's round do it, bro. On, on the show. Do it. Um, one million cash or one million engaged social media followers. Which one do you take and why? I would take the one million engaged social media following. Um, you can make more than a million dollars and you can have a bigger impact on the world. Should you, I'm going to ask this, but you've already answered it, but I'm asking it anyway. Should you mix friendship and business? Absolutely. Why? Because if there's no trust, there's no speed. If there's no speed, there's no growth, there's no money. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? Believing that adults have all the answers and not being able to see from a young age that that adult is a loser you know, and like taking in everything they're putting into me and thinking adults know everything um, and not thinking for myself at like a very early, early age. And I think that's just uh, um, what we had at the, in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I graduated high school in 05. We didn't have the internet telling us that our, our parents were not the 1% and that there was a better way. So I believe the only consciousness I had, which was the adults around me, What's your biggest regret? Don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of regrets. I will say that if I'd have been born in this generation, I would have skipped college. It would have saved me a shoulder and I would have joined the real world. <laughs> if I'm being 100, I would, have, uh, I would have done that. And I think the other biggest regret I might have is I cared what other people thought about me for way, way too long. You know, just growing up in the South, be seen, not heard. That whole conversation we had earlier. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's your most brutal life lesson? Nobody's coming to save you. That's also the best one. The best day of your life is when you realize nobody's come to save you. And when you can realize that, and you can kind of cynically smile because you know you want the ball in your court, then you're well on your way to being successful. When you take full responsibility of everything, good or bad, even if you don't, do the actual task. If you take responsibility fully, you're free. Is ego the enemy? Ego's a must. You must have ego drives the world. Ego drives every man in this world. You must have it. You can keep it healthy and still have it and never apologize for having it. I think that's a big mistake. It, it, it is imperative that you have an ego. It's just how you use it. Are you going to use it for good or are you going to use it for bad? Ego's important. One thing for the future that you're most excited about and most scared about? I'm really excited about what we're doing for young men as a whole. I think it's one of the most impactful things that I could do with my life at this time. And I think God gave me the tools to do it. And so I'm really excited about that. What am I scared about? 
I think I'm just always going to be scared of not reaching whatever full potential I might have. And as long as I have that haunting voice in me, I think I'm good to go. It's probably my biggest fear is losing that voice. Mm. Yeah. So, and I think that keeping that voice kindled, the more successful you get is, is a, is a skill set that I'm navigating through all the time. Mm. So it's a thing. How'd you sell anything to anyone? Believe in your product so much that if they don't buy it, you feel like you're fucking them over. <laughs> I've never done this on a podcast, but I'm going to do it. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the banking system, central digital currencies, and a cashless society? Just as the light went. <laughs> Talk about the devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're listening to us. That's it, man. <laughs> I think it's probably going to happen. I just hope it happens in a way that allows the people that worked really, really hard to get in the position they're in to maintain their position without losing and giving a participation trophy to people because redistributing wealth uh, away from the people that earned it is not a participation trophy. It just means that we're giving money away to people that didn't participate at all. Mm. This show is called Disruptors. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It's pattern interruption. It's seeing the way things have gone and seeing the cyclical patterns of what's happened in the world or in systems or in businesses and seeing an opportunity to make something better and wrecking the whole pattern with something that could be a pivot, whether that be a pivot in a business, pivot in an economy or society. And where are you most active on socials? Where can we follow you and see your work? Jay Waller on YouTube. Justin Win Waller 7 on Instagram, Waller7J on Twitter. This has been a pleasure that I do not want to end, but I have to. I Thanks it. a lot. It was great. Cheers, Justin. Thank you. Great.